everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dads on the Fly, episode 29. We're excited to bring it your way. Another conversation with my brother Joshua and myself as we take a little deep dive into some dad and fly fishing hacks. We're excited to share those with you. Uh, but before we dive in, just want to remind everyone, if you haven't yet, make sure to go leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast. And also make sure to shoot us a message at Dads on the Fly on Instagram, or shoot us an email at dadsonthefly at gmail.com. We always love getting feedback from you all with uh, anything you want to hear us talking about, episode ideas. Matter of fact, tonight's episode comes from an idea from a, another listener, so we're excited to bring that to you tonight. So let's go ahead and dive in. Episode 29, Dads on the Fly. Welcome to episode 29 of Dads on the Fly. Here I am, Joshua Simmons with my brother Caleb. How you doing tonight, Caleb? I'm good, man. Got to get on the water this past weekend, so that's always good for me. Uh, you had a fun little weekend as well, didn't you? Oh, a tale of two weekends. We could just, this whole episode, <laughs> we could title it that, A Tale of Two Weekends. I like it. So I took my family to Charlotte for the weekend. Fantastic. Cashed what in on some to? Christmas presents. Okay. Um, and as we were talking on the way home, me and my wife, the uh, our Simmons family, we leave no stone unturned. And you know how they say, like, we go hard in the paint. You know what I mean? We go hard in the paint, son. When we get away <laughs> from home. Mean? I mean, I've been home for four minutes. I like it. And you're over here recording. It's 10.15 on a you take, you, a Sunday you night. Last as long as you we can. get every inch out of it. We are so different. We woke up uh, Saturday morning, hit the Top Golf right when it opened, shot straight over to the uh, American Girl doll store. That had to be a fun experience. Top Golf, yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean they were both cool. I uh, know nothing about that. Like I, I have, you know, Corbin, my niece, my other nieces, they're all about some American Girl, but I don't even. I mean, it's it's I a world in there. Like, like we we took the little. Corbin, like Corbin had a gift card. Expensive doll items. Yeah, yeah. she had a gift card, and uh, which was cool. And then she, you had to make like an appointment for the doll. Oh my gosh! Like online. <laughs> so this, we had a, this is intense. And we had a twelve forty five uh, hair appointment for the doll. Oh my gosh! No, Are dude, serious? I, I'm serious. You have to check in at twelve thirty, fifteen minutes prior. Corbin gets to pick out the little styles, and you okay. give the girl the doll, and they take the doll behind like this little. I'm sure they didn't have this before COVID, but now it's plastic, yeah, you know, like glass enclosure. Glass, yeah. And they put it in this little doll barber chair, and put this little like thing over top of it. Yeah. And uh, they fix the dolls here. It's a good time. There you go, man. That was Corbin's That's, portion of the weekend. I like it. So there you go. We'll start it off with when you go big on a weekend. Make sure you take care of both kids. And we did. Yeah, we Foster got his Top Golf in, which was really cool. They added a game at Top Golf, Angry Birds. What? Dude. Pretty fun. I've only done it. I've only done Top I've only done Top Golf one time until this time. It's like digitalized. Foster loved it. So like you put up the Angry Birds and your ball is the bird. Oh my gosh. So you're and like it, knocking out the pigs. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> so we did that that morning. We did American Girl. Met some friends from college. 
for lunch, uh, which was awesome. And then we did some shopping, some good dinners. And then today we did some more good lunch. And it, we just did the whole gamut. That's awesome. But little trailer for the end of the episode. Walking in the hotel Friday night, I get the dad tip of the week from okay. a dude. I can't give it away yet. Like we gotta, we gotta <laughs> okay. wait for it. Okay. We're building up. Like yeah, it. we're gonna build up this okay. dad tip. And then I did a trial run for the rest of the weekend with this dad tip. Okay. And I think I can even bring it into fishing. All right. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. You're shocking me right now. So it, it's gonna be wild. I, I told the guy, just like you, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna get a live reaction. I told the guy that. It was going to be podcast material. Okay. I, I, I hate I couldn't find him the next day at the hotel. Because after I thought about it that night, I was like, I want this guy to like tell me his name. I want to like give him a sticker, but like I couldn't find I couldn't find him again. But anyway, um, but before we do all that, we're talking about some fishing hacks. Well, do we call them hacks? How about my weekend, man? Oh yeah, I, I mean, you're going to talk there. about the hacks. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean we'll get there, but 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 you got to take the boat got again. To fishing, yeah. We did some fishing this weekend. Got to take my father-in-law out. So another dad on the fly, which was really cool. Another dad. Uh, Had he ever been on a boat fishing like that? Not fly fishing. I mean, he... he so yeah, he's I know he's been on a boat. Time, um, I mean, he's a big time... Sportsman. Yeah. And, uh, you know, traditional tackle, that kind of stuff. Does a lot of saltwater fishing. A lot of bass fishing. You know, pond brim fishing, stuff like that. He's a, he's a really good angler. Uh, he's, you know, fished... Fly, or, Bass fished in tournaments on lakes for a lot, and uh, does a really good job. So it was very, it was very interesting taking had, him. Had he ever he, casted a fly rod? He had, ca- yeah, he has one. He's he, he's casted fly rods for bluegill and okay. stuff like that. Um, you know, large mouth, large mouth bass and ponds and stuff. But uh, it had been he had not been on the river rat before. No, it had been years since he'd casted a fly rod, and like. I mean, maybe decades even wow. um, since he casted one. It's not and that so, old. I wouldn't think you were that old, my man. I'm just kidding. Talking to him. <laughs> so, Get some brownie yeah. points with the father-in-law. With my father-in-law. So, um, but so it was. It was interesting taking him out. It, it, it was kind of a. It was a very interesting spin on things because usually when I hang out with him, he's always teaching me stuff. I mean, he's one of those guys that just he he knows kind of how to do everything, like electrician, mechanic, uh, but not those row guys. the river at. Now, he probably could have figured it out, um, but it was just fun. It was kind of cool because I was teaching him some things and never had the opportunity to do that before. So that was kind of that was kind of neat. So it was a good time. But we got into some fish, which was really fun. Well, let's so just go ahead with this episode at the beginning and do the fishing report. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Um, so we were on. You were on the tuck, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the delayed harvest section of the tuck CG, which got stocked Dora. last week. Got stocked Thursday before we fish it Saturday. Ton of people. We were not getting away, but man, we had some amazing weather. It was like sixty-eight degrees. I was fishing and just, you know, wasn't even wearing waders, just pants and a t-shirt, and it was it was wonderful. All right, so let's uh break down the traffic report. <laughs> okay. uh, you know where there where there are a lot lots of waders of boats, too. Lots of which was surprising. Cause, well, the water was down, water, wasn't it? I mean, it was down, but it wasn't like it wasn't. An, it was over five hundred. Yeah. So I mean, it's not crazy down but there were still in a lot the of sections waiters. that people could wade they were there there's people everywhere and we probably i mean we put in late yeah i mean we didn't get in the water till 12 well just before 12 yeah. noon and we probably ran into 12 more boats while we were out there Did you get uh that's a pretty big traffic jam in that yeah. section i mean 
there was a lot of times it was like, man, I really wanted to fish this section, but we were rolling been on. like waiting. I mean, we'd have just been slowing down waiting. Like so. a ride at Disney World. Yeah, exactly. And uh, did we avoid all the waiters? Yeah, didn't okay. hit anybody. Came close a couple times, but uh, to waiters. Well, there's just one guy who's standing in the river. Like right <laughs> okay, in the hold on. This is good. <laughs> I didn't tell you about this. Right in the middle of the river? Standing right in the middle of the river. And he's in like chest deep water. I mean, he's, waiting? He's waiting. Yeah, I mean, he's, his, the water is literally about <laughs> six inches below the top of his waders. Okay. And, and I mean, he was doing good. I, he, he was sitting there changing flies when we probably got within 50 yards from him. Yeah. And we come along behind him, and I'm trying, I'm like, Hey man, we're gonna come behind you. So, but he doesn't acknowledge me. And about the time we uh, get just past him, he backcasts and about smacks the back of the boat. So we had to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just dealing with people. It is what it is. So what about the the, the weekend after they stock is not a time to go fishing to get away from people. Well, what's the appropriate way. etiquette on that? I mean, you have to float well, I mean, down the river. Him. Oh no, I mean, I'm everybody we passed that day. I made sure to speak to. Yeah. I even talked to a few people about the podcast. So, whoa, yeah, man, that's big for me. You know me. I'm you not, went out more like at the at when at the takeout, or uh, the were you take like out, going down the road? Well, <laughs> I was going down the river. It was another kind of experience like we've had before. We were going down the river, and this guy fly fishing with his wife and little girl in a yes, um, little PFD. She was asleep in her mom. It, it was pretty impressive. She was asleep in her mom's lap, and her mom had set the hook on a fish, and the oh, girl slipped it. through it all. They so are dads on the fly through. material. So I hollered out. I was like, man, that's an awesome way to catch a fish right there with your kid in your seat with you. He was like, yeah, man. I was like, yeah, dude, me and my brother do a podcast about being dads and fly fishing. You ought to check it out sometime. So, And then we, I spoke to him again at the takeout. We're going to have to get some uh, marquees on the side of our boat. Yeah, we got to get some big. Like, big stickers or something. Yeah, little so, waiting. I went into an outdoor store this morning down in Charlotte and uh, also plugged the pod. Like it. Um, so uh, I got the got the guy's card right here. Look, um, told him I'd give him a shout out on the pod. Maybe check us out. Uh, Jesse Brown Outdoors right there in Charlotte. Nice. Right there in South Park. Yeah. Uh, Dave Dave Bergman. Uh, he's the fly fishing guide and instructor there. And so uh, big shout out to Dave. He me and him did some talking about it. Comes up to, uh, he actually comes up to a lot of the uh, rivers down below uh, Brevard and uh, Mills River area, and he actually does some trips there. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else? That's it, man. That was the weekend. You know, but, the oh, you, you didn't finish uh, the you didn't finish the fishing report. Oh, yeah, we, we, caught, we caught we rainbows. Caught, yeah, we caught all rainbows. They, I was talking to a lot of guys who were catching some, some brooks. Nobody gotten into any browns that I talked to. Um, you know, I, was with, I was with my father-in-law. He was learning a lot. So fly we, selection. We caught a few fish. We didn't catch a few fish. I understand. And uh, uh, dude, there was a uh, caddis hatch taking place, and we were watching them rise like crazy. And I was throwing everything I could at some of those little risers, and just couldn't couldn't get anything to uh, to hit. Hmm. But it, it was a cool experience floating down the river and just bugs. Everywhere. That's cool. Um, and, and we got to figure out how to do that. I taught, well, the reason I switched is we were floating past a guide and I, wa- I was within probably 20 yards from yeah, him learning. As, the, as the guy set the hook on a fish. And I was just asking him, man, that's awesome. Looks like you guys are having a good time. I thought he was throwing a streamer, but he was throwing a dry fly. Yeah. He was like, yeah, man, we flitched. And he came rolling by the river a little bit after we passed him. And I was like, he was like, man, we're taking, heading to the takeout. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Y'all ended up having, I just chatting with him, asking him they had a good day. He was like, yeah, man, we switched to draws. It's crazy. They're not hitting the junk flies. They're hitting all the, 
you know, hmm. kind of regular books. Because we started throwing with uh, yeah. squirmy worms, squirmy egg patterns, yeah. big old rubber like- legs, and, and we caught them on that. But then I talked to some guys on down the river. I talked to him and two other guys down the river, and they were like, man, we had to throw our trash flies out. They've been hitting these midges and all hmm. this other stuff. So pretty Anybody we know? Find it running anybody you know nope, out there? Nope. Didn't see anybody we knew. I Not yet. I'm sure it was all the local guide services. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of guys out there. Yep. So, Weekends are busy, folks. Well, and especially the Weekends. Saturday after they stock the river. We should have just set up at the takeout with our pod. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what'd you catch fun. them all? Um, but yeah, so let's move in. Let's move into tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, hacks. Fly fishing and dad. Should we define the word hack? What is a hack? So I would say a hack, how I've defined it for the things that I have. um, Oh, great. You got a list. I love this. I've came up with a few, not a lot. It's okay. I've only got like two. uh, Okay, good. Uh, Or anything that make your life easier. And by easier, we mean saving time, saving money. Love it. Saving. Saving future frustration. <laughs> Does that make sense? Saving that's beautiful. I have a feeling this is going to be good. Yeah. So those are that's kind of how I would define. All right. Well, so where do we want to start? I can tell you the first hack that I ever learned. All right, do it. It was the first night we ever went fly fishing. Okay. Was you may not remember this. Rod? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I might have learned that too, but yeah. I remember the buddy we were fishing with. Mm-hmm. We went from the lower end of the river to the top part of the river. Okay. He took our fly rods. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Stuck them underneath our windshield wiper. Yes, sir. And he said, boys, as long as you're under 45, this is the way to go. <laughs> so, and we were only going about a half a mile. Yeah, we were only going half a mile, and we were never breaking over 40 no. mile an hour. But I use that all the time. Yeah, it's a great way to move. So if you don't have the, the $4,500. $4, Make four, sure you have clearance. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> so don't put your 11-weight Euro rod on yeah, the windshield foot, in a yeah, tree. Don't do that, but... If you're not going far, lift that windshield wiper up, stick those rods on there. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have the $450 rod bolt, you just throw it on the windshield wiper. Yeah, improvise. And as long as you're, you know, his rule was under 45 mile an hour. You're in good shape. So that was my original hack that I remembered. That's good. I don't know if I have too many more, but I remembered that one. Mm -hmm. What do you got? So I've got several. I've got one that encompasses like three things. So we'll say that one for the end. But uh, one of the things I started doing, I actually did this this weekend, is uh, pre-tying my rigs. I don't even know if I know how to do that. No, you do. Like your dry droppers? Like a dry dropper. So go ahead and tie your dropper onto your dry before you get there. So, so Okay, I've done I mean. this, but here's let's talk I mean. about yeah, this. Yeah, and you have to do it the right way, and I'm learning that the hard way. But um, so I was doing a lot of double Double nips, yeah. This weekend, and so before we left uh, Saturday, Friday night, I took about three rubber legs and tied about 18. I tied one like 18 inch, the other one like a little bit longer. D- didn't really like sit there and measure it out. Um, and then tied a little egg pattern on the end of them. And then stuck it back in my fly box. Now, that fly box, here's the point. That fly box is very sparse compared to my other fly Okay, that was my question of how to store them suckers. Yeah, I've done this before, and you just end up getting tipping everywhere. Your fly box doesn't close right. You get crap all over the place, and it becomes a problem. Remember our dude in North Georgia that had the thing you wrap them around? Yeah, they're for – they're the little storage things that are actually for more like uh, 
I want to say what type of like walleye fishing and stuff like that. He said he had it wrapped, right? Yeah, he just would take his fly, pitch it in there, wrap it around a little tube, and then pitch it back again. It's like this, basically this tube with uh, the same kind of material that's in your fly box. Yeah, we need that. So yeah, but that's something that saves you a lot of time on the water, especially for our friends like you. Don't tie knots. Don't tie knots very fast. (laughs) Well, I was going to get to that, but. So what if you got that little thing I found on that website the other day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that would go around the oar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have your oars pre-wrapped. Yeah, you totally right? could. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Something to think about. Right there on the water. Yep. So it speed you up. It's just it's a, it's a big time saver. It's a big time saver. I've done it before mm-hmm. with dry dropper rigs. I have run into the problem of getting that tippet, like you know. It just kind of hangs and kind of yeah. gets in the way. Yeah. Um, so that's always kind of been my problem. Or I've taken those little, like, canisters that you get from the fly shops when you mm-hmm. buy the flies mm-hmm. and put, like, one or two in that. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it that way. But then that just gets to be so yeah, much stuff. I don't like having that. all that stuff. I think, I think the big thing that I learned is, like, you got to keep that line tight, whether it's wrapped around something or done something, or otherwise it just creates more problems than it's worth. Love it. That's a cool one, man. Yeah. It's a good hack. If you pre-tie your rigs and you have a great way to do it, let us know what you do to pre-tie your rigs and how you you do it. Uh, Do you have a... I don't know. You have a list. I don't have a list. I'm trying to go back It's not a long list. I'm just sitting here looking at it. Do you have a casting hack? I actually do. Oh, sweet. I want to know where this goes. All right. So... This isn't the one that has three things in it, is it? No, no, no. Do you want to wait for later? Okay. I'm saving for later. All right. I don't know if you'll guess that one. It's okay. Let's go with the casting hat because right, I want to see what yours hat. is. Mine is use your environment to help you cast. Use your environment to help you cast. Here's what I mean by that. I'm listening. Case in point. Yesterday on the water while we were fishing, out of nowhere, the wind just picked up like crazy. It was a very windy day yesterday. Made things really difficult. Yeah, you hear those guys out west talk about those guides and podcast people at West say they have wind every day. Yeah, it's a lot worse. So they have to do like reach casting, which I don't even know if I completely understand what that means. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you cast and you direct it after you cast in a certain direction. It's, it's... Reese's wide open tonight. Yes, she is. Uh, It's a... uh, But but what I mean by that is... But what I mean by use your environment... Wind picked up. Wind picked up. And I was having to teach my father all the time to... Use the water or use the wind to make his back cast for him. That's really solid. Because what you could not do, especially in that moment when he was trying to cast, I got to rethink this in my head. When he was trying to cast up river. Yeah. And the wind was blowing really bad down. So you're casting into the wind. Excuse me. He was casting. I, I got to. Sorry. It's so hard to get the directions right in my mind. Yeah. Excuse me. He's casting upriver. Yep. Okay. But the wind is blowing upriver as well. So it's helping him. It like a backer wind. Be, it should be. But on his back cast, every oh, yeah. time when he would do that back cast, it, the wind would just throw it for cra- throwing all over the place. So I just had to tell him, just let the let the river do the haul for you. It's called a water haul, technically, if you want to understand what this is called. But you let the water do the back haul for you. So let the water get all the way back there. And literally, all you got to do is get that line with that wind blowing so hard. You just had to get the line up out of the water, and the wind would do it for him. 
And instead of trying to pull it up and cast and then back cast again and cast again and, and make a bunch of stuff, that then you get knots, especially when you're double nymphing and stuff like that. Don't don't make it harder on your own sales. I bet you could have done an episode teaching the father-in-law. Yeah, because I bet fun. this was a pretty interesting <laughs> it was a dynamic. Lot of fun. Oh, no, it was really cool. But I mean, that was a bit of pretty. Because well, I'm sure he got a little frustrated at some point, right? No, no, no really, he no. never really did. Yeah. Uh, we were having too much of a good time. Yeah. He was. We were just making memories, memories, and having a blast. But. uh I mean, it was awkward for me. I had to tell him. I was yeah. like, I told him straight up. I was like, Greg, this is weird for me because I got to teach you I what to do. Teach you anything? <laughs> and like, I'm sitting there, like, I'm sitting there having to repeat myself over and over again and yeah. say something. Which, which you have to do anytime a new angler. It's like it wasn't him or nothing. It was just, uh, you know, especially like when we were handling a fish and getting it to the net. It yeah, because we lost quite a few fish that way. Um, you know, not spit it right, right there at the end. Up, yeah, know, yeah, exactly. So. But it was, it was a lot of fun. But sorry, so I using think your that's a hack. Cast. But here's a hack that I think I don't know if it's a hack. It's probably just a tip, but I don't know. In where we live, just quick faults casting people. You don't really need it. Yeah, you don't. Let that water load that rod for the you, like you're saying. Shoot, sometimes just let the wind load the line. Fling it, man. <laughs> it'll do it. Yeah, it'll do it exactly. Needs to so the rest of your hack, use your environment. So other mm-hmm. parts of the environment you use. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like the wind can even Wind, water. Uh, yeah, I mean. People. <laughs> Watch out for those around you. Yeah. Um, I just think about like when we go into these little small streams up the park and we're fishing underneath rhododendron and bushes and trying to get under trees and doing yeah. a little bow and arrow casts. Um, one thing I think we did learn this week, like I was talking about trying to catch them on those dry flies and those hatches, even those big stock fish, you, you're better off – you're better off being stealthier yeah. than you are trying to make some crazy long cast. And, yeah. I know, and I know that can be a little counterintuitive because you think, well, I'm more stealthy Far away. I'm further away. Yeah. But actually you do better getting closer to them and then putting the fly in the right place than you do trying to cast from a really long, long way and splashing them with line and things of that nature. And like being more stealthy, I think, is better. And which is, I'm learning is very hard to do in a boat. Um, Especially not, when you're such an experienced well, yeah, foreman. I was going to say, when I'm not, haven't done it in a long time, I'm more concerned about making sure we don't go sideways into a rock, not not making a big splash yeah. from oars. One thing about casting, you know, I was on, I was driving, I drove to Charlotte Friday, mm-hmm. drove back tonight. It's a lot of podcast time. <laughs> okay. okay. Like yeah, so you so I listened to yeah. a lot of podcasts go, on the road. Yeah. And since I listen to a podcast on time and a half, I get a lot of podcasts in. Oh, yeah. And so this is a hack. Go ahead. I was going to say, there's a hack right there. Listen to podcasts on one and a half. You can listen more. <laughs> if you can. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know they if people, I listen to myself. I go back and listen to our episodes one and a half, but I wonder if yeah, other people can listen to me that fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'd probably need to slow down. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a hack that I probably am guilty of not doing. Okay. Practicing casting. Yeah. I don't go out in my yard and practice casting. Yeah. I have some. And, oh, I, I have before, but not like recently. And this guy was at a big fly fishing retreat or whatever, a big conference. And he said, all right, how many of you are ready to go blah, 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 fishing? How many of you practice casting in your yard in the past six months? Like two hands, like out of like 600 people. The people don't practice. It's crazy. And then they, 
No wonder, and I wonder why I'm in the trees half the yeah, time because I don't cast you well. Want to put the fly yeah. in a certain spot, and I'm no expert yeah. caster. I mean, no, I, I can cast well in the park, but yeah. to do what I need to do. But yeah. so that would be a hack that I think you should, you know practice a little bit. Yeah, right? Absolutely, that's a good one. You got you got more. You got a list over there. Look at you. You're you're yeah, ready to go. I mean, I'm almost done. Um, I, got, I got really two more. Okay. One of them's really simple and may not even be worth spending more. Than no, go ahead. Seconds on. Hit it. When you're walking or storing a rod on the boat or doing anything like that, uh, I, I I I try to never reel in my line. You know, you got that little hook on the bottom above your. Yeah, above your all of us don't have that, but most a of them lot do. of them do. Most gotcha. of, some of them don't, but but a lot of them do. You know, you put a you you hook your fly right there, and then you reel in your line. Oh, I think this is an important hack. I know where this is yeah. going. Take, let out a little bit more line. Yep. Keep your fly line from going in that last. Yep. And wrap that tippet around your reel at the bottom. Bottom of the reel. The best way to do that, actually, is to not, like, hook it and then stretch it and bend your rod, and then you got to let slack out and everything. But go ahead and let out a lot of extra slack, let that tippet around that reel, and then reel it in until it's tight. That is saves you a lot of that's a solid headache later. That's a solid to get your fly on the water quick. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're walk, especially if you're walking any distance, or if you're, I mean, if you're in a boat, you got one stored in a rod holder. That's how I prefer to store them because that way you're not sitting there fighting trying to get your fly line out of your guides. Because a lot of times when you're doing that, that that knot doesn't like to get through that last guide really easy. And so that's a good, that's a good hack, man. Saving. No, that's a solid hack. hack I think I would say. Another hack that you just made me think of with like more flies on the water. And I assume everybody does this, but maybe you don't. I have a dry fly box and I have a nymph box. Yeah. So I have two fly boxes when yeah. I'm in the wild streams. Then I have a streamer box separate. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep everything separate. Yeah. But when I was a beginning angler, I didn't do that very well. I didn't know what the differences were. Yeah. Hardly. But now I do because it's yeah. just, it makes things a little faster. Absolutely. And I would also say, you know, a lot of us have that patch like on our pack or um, I used to have one of those Opros um, things on top of my hat that yep. like held flies. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't put 40 flies that you're never going to use. So like yeah. if you know you're using like green keep winnies, just yeah, keep those things cleaned out. Keep those flies that are handy too. Like the yeah. flies you're going to use, yeah. keep them accessible. Mm-hmm. Here's a hack I want feedback on Okay, that I don't have a that I'm still waiting for a good solution. Okay. Like the current chest pack, I think I like pretty well that I have. But I need a better... I've seen people do it all different ways. The The net release magnet tends to stink. Most people have ever seen yeah. use them, right? Yeah. The, the most efficient way I've seen the net retraction is my buddy had it on a, like a carabiner mm-hmm. on the side and the carabiner was to a piece of elastic. I don't even remember what he had. Yeah. It may have been a net retrieve or something. Yeah. But he had rigged it separate from the way it was like supposed to be yeah. rigged. Yeah. And he could get to it pretty quick and net fish and then yeah, that that's a trouble one for me, I guess. I don't know. That's a good one. But we want to hear. What's your I didn't get that figured out either. Yeah. You drop your net a lot. There, but yeah, I drop my net a ton and uh I mean I the boat were good. Stand, yeah, the boat were fine, but when we're when we're waiting, I just can't stand um I mean I usually just tuck it in my waiting belt and I usually feel yeah. for it. But then a lot if of people I walk do that. a long way, I throw it in my pack. Yeah. Um, because we our my chest pack yours too has a little spot, yeah, a little it, spot but, for it. But when you're actually netting fish, it kind of sucks to pull it out from back there a lot of times. So net net placement, net storage. Yeah, net, what's what's yeah. everybody else's favorite? We'd love to hear that. Let us know what is your favorite. 
or best way you found to uh, handle your net? Handle your net when you're while waiting. while like not in the boat, like while yeah, while, while waiting stuff yeah. in wild streams. Um, another hack that you know I'll just say I use now has to do with a with my rod holder, man. My yeah. little belt rod holder, dude. That thing is solid. I have one when I when I'm in the wild streams or when I'm waiting, and I either want to net a fish or need to tie back on. Just having both of my hands using that little rod holder that That's I got nice. from Opros, uh, it's a solid. And, uh, you know, and guys, that's a non, trust me, we are not sponsored by Opros. They're no, big time. And it's not expensive. No, so. but that's a, not just a, just a tip right there for you, a hack that just saves yeah. me time, keeping my hands um, free on the water. Absolutely. Um, I got uh, one more. I'm okay. Done. I love it. And then we'll go into some dad acts. We'll take a break. After well, we have to do our. We have to do our updated uh, fly. Oh yeah, we got to uh, do our fly. Got to do our fly tying segment right. as always. We'll, we'll do that too. When we come but uh, break. so last last fly fishing. Go ahead. Hack. You got any more? I know you got. You said you got one that kind of ties into. Oh, that's gonna be how we're both. gonna end this show. Trust <laughs> me, it's gonna be right, pretty awesome. Good. Well, here is my last. Fly fishing and kind of goes into fly tying hack as well. I don't have any fly tying hacks yet. I'm so far from that. Here we go. Sharpies are your friend. Dude, people, there was a post the other day. It was like, should I do the Sharpie? I was like, yes. According to what I've heard, yes. Yes. Sharpies are your friend. I have started to use those things all the time. I want now to get a couple of small ones to take in my vest. Or my, my pack when I go. What are you doing with On them? the water. So, really, I'm using them mostly right now for fly tying. Uh, I have learned, I, I, I'm getting kind of into this. I've been using, I, I got to get some white thread. First of all, I don't have any white thread. Okay. Um, but I've got some very light colored thread. And I've needed thread a little bit different color. Okay. Like, say you're tying on a hot spot or something like that. Sharpie. Fly. Sharpie. But why, why go buy Spools and spools of thread that you don't need. I heard a guy say one time, you need black thread and white thread. And then if you have a case of Sharpies, you have all the other colors. I love it. Here's why you <laughs> got to be careful with Sharpies if you're a dad. Yeah, don't let you get... If you have them, a daughter like mine, don't leave your Sharpies around. <laughs> she does her math homework on She them. does her math homework on any surface she can find with a Sharpie. <laughs> That's so great. But, hey, here's a hack. The Magic Eraser, Mr. Cleans, will pull hey, Sharpie hey, off of surfaces. There you go, <laughs> folks, just in case you didn't know that. But no, using them for time flies are so good. I I, I want to use them now, too. Uh, I saw this. I tie a lot of, um, you know, a lot of times we tie flies, but we and we want to put a little parachute post on them just to make them high-vis. Yep. You know, like we, we tied some beetles last summer. Yep. And, uh, we I need a high-vis so I can see it. Because you tie those things black, and you're fishing in the park, and you're throwing in, in and out of shade yeah, in yeah. the sun, and sometimes you just lose them. Throw in a little bit of that parachute post material on there, and then also coloring some of that parachute white parachute post material with a red sharpie or an orange sharpie, something that's going to give a lime green sharpie or something, right? Yeah, yeah, like a chartreuse colored chart, like green sharpie to give it more color so you can see it, just to make your like dry flies even more highly visible. I love it. And lastly, I want to get some to carry with me in my pack because. If you got a light colored fly and you realize it needs to be darker, there you go. You can change it right there. It's pretty solid, man. So That's sharpies, sharpies, sharpies for the win. Your friend. Um, my other fishing hacks, I think, you know, I've, that's about all I got. Yep. I don't, maybe I'm not very, 
I don't have a lot of. There was a couple posts on the on Facebook. Uh, yeah. We had one guy talk about you know starting out his son just. Uh, that was a that was a cool comment yeah, that guy said. Like, Dave was it Dave? I think, I think so. It was using, Dave, yeah. using a cane pole. Yep. Just a like old school cane pole, which with is a line on the pretty end, much just advanced ten car. Which is, yeah. Which to say that word sometimes you get like dirty looks. I don't know, so oh. we won't talk too much about ten car. But anyway, yeah, um, and then the other one was the backpack mm-hmm. for hiking and fishing. The That's, guy had that a, is a must. Yeah, for young kids. we are big supporters of backpack carrying kids, like the mm. little carriers you buy from. I don't know. I had I had one. You had you one. Off Amazon, I think. Um, just to take kids into the woods. Yeah, they work pretty good. And if you're now, if you're not, if you're a beginning caster, be careful. But if you, as long as, you know, you got a kid <laughs> you know on your back, you don't need to back cast into your <laughs> That's a good infant. Point. Yeah, but um, you know, you can get some that have pretty good storage for sure. You know, and I, I want to see if, if anybody's trained their one year old how to Speed. you know hand you the Make dry fly sure. versus nymph. That's pretty impressive. You know, we learned this the hard way. What? Make sure when you carry a kid in a backpack around water, they're gonna they're pee on very you. Very well diapered. <laughs> yeah, Caleb's kid peed a lot when we were around water, and he was on the backpack. Yeah, but the backpacks are good for yeah. uh for taking kids if you're if you're hiking in, and Absolutely. there's a lot of good YouTube videos out there where people fly fishing with their kid on the back, yeah. and, and kids I've, like I've to see the fish. Mine, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a cool hack too. Uh, I think we're good. We're going to go to break and yeah, come back with some dad stuff and the fly tying segment. Fly tying segment, and then uh, we'll wrap this episode up. And we're back. Welcome back to episode 29 of Dads on the Fly. And we're going to take this time now to go into fly tying adventures. Our adventures behind the vice with my brother Joshua Simmons. This segment is sponsored by the Anadromous Fly Company. Visit them at anadromous fly company.square.site to check out all of their amazing fly tying tools. Anadromous Fly Company. And if you would like 10% off of your purchase, um, we have been in touch with those folks. And you need our referral code. So we are working to post our referral code in some Instagram stories this week. And you can also get our referral code if you uh, had a couple people message me via uh, social media, uh, I think Instagram, or shoot us an email. We can send you that referral code. And then you use, once you get that referral code, or once you get that referral link, then you use our code, you get 10% off of your purchase. Yeah, so make sure to check out uh, Anadromous Fly Company. I love their scissors. scissors. They have been amazing, the sharpest tools I've ever used. So, yeah, check them out. Anadromous Fly Company, your sharpest decision in tying tools. And this week in Fly Tying Adventures, we have a very short segment because, unfortunately, I did not get to tie a fly this week. <laughs> However, still have a little fly tying story. All right, let's hear it. So, uh, Monday to Tuesday, had to go over to do some... Uh, athletic director duties over in the town of Brevard and stopped into Davidson River Outfitters, one of the fly shops that we love over in that area, and uh, walked in their fly tying section and was a little overwhelmed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, welcome to the club. So, this week in fly tying adventures, I had to try to learn names of material, certain... It, and it's okay to ask questions. Oh, Yeah. Just let them know you're new. So they'll help you out. Be honest, dude. I because let me just tell you, I, folks. What did I call something one time? There were so many. I just needed some stinking thread. Yeah, there was like seventy two options. So yeah, the 
I went into uh, another fly shop, local fly shop establishment over in Asheville, and a good friend of mine is over there, and he's an amazing tire. And, um, yeah, I was the same way. I was like, hey, man, I need some thread. And he was like, what kind do you want? I was like, black. The, the, the <laughs> kind that ties the hooks, <laughs> you know, that, that gets the material on well. He's like, well, you want UTC? You want gel spun? You want what denier you want? I was like. I need help, man. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Yeah, there's so, so many stinking options. <laughs> there is a lot of options. So just give me some thread that's going to tie a fly. Well, but what you do is you find out why there are lots of options. Certain types of threads are better for doing certain types of flies. So, yeah. uh, But you learn that. But you don't learn without asking questions. So, no, so let them know you're new and ask uh, questions. My buddy over there at um, Davidson River, he, he hooked me up with some uh, fly tying thread. And I bought some, a couple of other new materials. And so this week. What are we tying? We'll tie something. I don't know. But I promised to, <laughs> promised to get back behind the vice this week and tie like some flies. Also good. got my magnifying light in. So Yeah, so you ought to be in good shape. I'm now. ready to go. But that is the adventures in tie flying this week is when you walk into a shop that has that many fly tie materials, you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. So just ask questions. Yeah, just ask questions. All right. Adventures behind the vice. Again, brought to you by Anadromous Fly Company, your sharpest decision in tying tools. All right. All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's hear the dad Let's hack. Let's hear the hack. I'm not so sure we can't turn this into a fishing hack. Okay. So I'm walking in. I got to set the story here. This yeah. is just story time. Let's hear it. So we go out to eat Friday night when we get to the hotel. Well, yeah, when we get to the hotel. We get back to the hotel after we eat dinner. Kind of late, you know, to true my Simmons side of the family. A true our Simmons family dinner. I think we finished at like nine. Um, and I'm walking in the hotel with three pillows. You've been the dad doing that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I got pillow under this arm, pillow under this arm, pillow in front of me. One for each child and, and my wife. One for life. Yeah. So the guy makes a comment, this older dude, this guy's moving in. <laughs> I said, listen here, buddy. This is me being a dad taking care of the youngins, the negative kids. And he was like, is this like 9, 15, right? He's like, I'll take him for the rest of the night for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you don't even know how your, many I Your kids or what? <laughs> no, no, my kids. I said, I said, you don't even know how many I have. He's like, it's all right. I love kids. So then we get to talking. He happens to have an Appalachian State uh, hat on. So that kind of was a connection right there. His kids went to App. I went to App. And then he tells me this. I said, look, how many kids you got? I said, two. I said, I want to solve your problems. I said, okay, I'm ready. He said, my kids are 30 and 28. We still do this to the day. He said, let me teach you the odd, even system. I'm ready. You ready? He says, your youngest child is odd. Your oldest child is even. He said, when they're running the car and fight over the front seat, if the day is odd, odd child gets it. (laughs) If the day is even, even child gets it. I liked it. He said, if you're sitting around... Who has to take out the trash today? <laughs> what day is it? Oh, there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> now, listen. Whoa, whoa. It Thank gets better. Tabs. So, I come up to my wife and tell her the story. Yeah. And I'm like, we're going to put this in action. We do. Because if you've ever been to a hotel with kids under 10, oh, yeah. pushing that elevator button, 
is a big deal. <laughs> so who do you think pushed the elevator button on today? That would well, be Foster because it's the sixth. It's the sixth, so he's your all day he's yesterday. Child. Corbin, <laughs> who got to pick where we ate? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about all the times That's you got cool, to eat, man. Yeah. You know, yep. like, hey, what are we? We were getting McDonald's, we were getting Burger King. Oh wait, even day, bam. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty solid. Now it did kind of backfire because we went more places on the odd day than yeah. we do on the even day. So, and we Foster there. was smart enough to kind of figure that out. So that kind of back, but overall. It was a pretty solid system. I like it. Now, I don't know if it'll last, but it, Foster on the way home is like, I don't like this system. It's at least good for the vacation. I mean, the little weekend trip you took. I mean, I think we're going to keep it for like eating because sometimes we have a hard time picking up where we're getting our yeah. meal from. I don't know about if we're going to keep everything. But, but this guy was like, man, my kids are 30 and 28. We're sitting around home. Whose turn is it to cook? Well, it's an odd day. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so he still uses it. So then I got to thinking, could we use this on fishy trips? Like, you would be the odd. odd. You're the younger child. Exactly. (laughs) Like, you're the younger child, so odd day you row, even day I row. Okay. Or odd day you bring lunch, even day Uh, I bring lunch. You You know what I mean? Like, you could... Oh yeah, it's a pretty. Use it for it. It's think, a pretty legit system. I think that system will go into effect from here on out. So that, that was a pretty good system. I hate I didn't get the guy's name for. That's pretty. Awesome. But it was pretty awesome. If you know me, uh, I don't meet strangers, and so well, I didn't meet one coming in that night. And he was a really cool dude, and um, we went from there. I like it. Other, um, other things that I would like to say about. We, I mean, we've gone over a lot of dad tips. That's kind of my one. Uh, the other one I like to bring up while traveling is, uh, you know, you can never have too much, uh, like, stuff in the car, like blankets, pillows, to get everybody comfortable. <laughs> um, that that has gone a long way for our, for our travel trips. So we each make sure we have everybody has their own blanket, wife I, and I've, kids. I've ridden with your kids. Yeah, they have a blanket and a pillow at all times. I'll never forget we went uh, up to the high country last year, and Corbin fell asleep in the car, like basically in a tent that yeah. she had created. Yeah. They didn't even, to be honest, my kids um, they watch our iPads a lot, but like they didn't even watch our iPads on this trip on the in the road, but they had their pillows and their blankets I like it that's a big deal um and you know another good hack for if you have a girl slip on shoes when traveling i swear they the bathroom trip they take them off as soon as they get in the car yeah. and then wham it's gone but in true simmons fashion not to in true our simmons fashion true joshua and laura fashion not yeah. to go into too much detail we left with a bag and a half in the car and we went to the wonderful world of Ikea. Oh, God bless you. And we left with a chair that took up the whole back of the car. <laughs> so, like, getting back, it like we had all this room going forward, and now everything's just crammed in our car. Um, I'm not sure there is a hack to replace Ikea other than just, like, good luck <laughs> if you go to Ikea with the family. But, um, but, yeah, that was my weekend. Those are the hacks. I... I am on board with the even odd. My wife is not convinced yet that it's not going to cause arguments, but we're going to... We'll check back in on the... Uh, we're going to try the even and odd for a while. I promise to tie some flies this week. Yeah. Uh, 
There's a big day coming. Um, this is going to drop when? This drops what tomorrow, the which is what? The 7th? So before we meet you, or before we do our 30th episode, we have one of my favorite days of the year. That would be this coming Sunday. Yeah, Daylight Savings Time. Bingo. Yeah. That so is like the fisherman's mecca. Yeah, because you don't have to leave just the water get as early. Two more hours of daylight yeah, on the two water. Two more hours. Of By the middle of the summer, down. it's three, and it's awesome. Yep. It's going to be good. So rock and roll, folks. We're, I don't, we don't have anything planned special for the 30th episode, but maybe we should come up with something. Yeah, give us time. I have the week to play. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us tonight for Dads on the Fly. We hope this uh, episode has been helpful in some way. And, hey, if it has, leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dads on the Fly. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through the fishing and parenting life on the fly. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dads on the Fly. And shoot us a message, as we always love to hear from you. If you are interested in Needy Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. Send us a message, and we'd be happy to supply you with stickers or t-shirts. If you found this podcast helpful or entertaining, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, tight lines.